Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. On SAFM. Into the second hour of the show, we're discussing family units and leadership in those family units. And this is going to be an interesting conversation. I really would love you to be a part of this conversation. Give us a call and talk to us about how this pandemic has affected what happens in your family unit, particularly if you're the one holding it together. How all of this has affected you? How have you managed to keep it together? Are you keeping it together? Are you able to to hold everybody together? Um, many people have lost jobs. Many people have lost the leader in the home, the one that used to hold the unit together. And how are you managing? How is all of this impacting on your family, on you personally? This is the time where we're all sharing our story. 011-714-2006. WhatsApp number is 0614-104-107. Mandla Lupondwana is a speaker, a director of Together Forever. Mandla, thank you so much for making the time to be with us this afternoon. Uh, pleasure is all mine, Pimmons, and I'd like to greet the listeners of SAFM as well. How badly do you think, um, especially, you know, obviously this is a dipstick in your line of work when you speak to people, has this pandemic affected family units and, and particularly those who are at the center of it all, who hold the family together? How badly has this pandemic affected families in that way? It has, it has affected families in different ways and badly in terms of uh, sometimes the person who is the leader is actually the breadwinner. Mm. It's not always the case that, that the leader is the, bread, is the breadwinner because there are instances where you live in a, in a setup where uh, it's three generations, the grandmother, yeah. child yeah. and grandchildren. Yeah. But the grandmother may not necessarily be the breadwinner, but mm. she is the leader. Mm-hmm. In the home, mm-hmm. so the pandemic has really affected in, uh, families badly, especially in instances where the leader was also the breadwinner, mm-hmm. and so now um, the, the income is not there. Especially in those setups where the income the income was not insured in forms of uh, life policies or other uh, mm-hmm. payouts that come when someone passes away, mm-hmm. and so now that the income is gone, it's just gone. And and that tends to exacerbate not just the financial situation, but the leadership situation as well, because those two were, were being carried by the same person. You know what I think we don't talk about, Mandla, is what you've just uh, outlined are for me the obvious. But we we very rarely talk about mental health in this context where mm-hmm. the one who has always carried the family the one who is the leader the one who's always um the one that guides and where everybody looks to when they experience difficulty when they are going through mental challenges when they are depressed suddenly we don't understand it suddenly nobody understands that you know this this particular person can cannot carry us anymore. That is true. Um, also, because generally those people who carry everybody else mm. don't usually have somebody who carries them. Correct. And so we we have in our cultures we've got we've got different ways of trying to make sure that the people who carry us don't break down. Mm. Uh, in a setup where it's a man, we will say mm. men don't cry. Mm. But then that's because we expect you to kind of provide that role. Mm. But as soon as your husband dies, we then turn to the wife who's crying and say, don't cry. What are the children going to say? Mm. Like, her husband just died. So, so you find that in almost every setup, once we think that you are supposed to carry us, then we feel don't break down in front of us. If you're going to do it, do it privately. 
but, but you must always project the strength in front of us. And so whether you're a man and there is expectation that you are the head of the household in that particular setting, uh, then we will say, don't cry. Or if you are the woman, you're in charge, we say, don't cry. What are the kids going to say? Um, and if you are the one who's probably the, the breadwinner and you don't seem to handle it, you know, people tend to feel that you're being selfish. And it's not. It's just that there's this unspoken rule that if you are carrying us, don't show us when you're breaking down. Don't, don't, we don't want to see. It's as if we are going to lose hope once we realize that you, who is our hope, uh, is, is, is breaking down. So that's a challenge that people face who are the ones who provide that form of leadership in the families in that they may carry other people, but they don't usually have somebody who carries them. This is why it's important for them to have networks, whether it's friends, relatives, and sometimes it's important for them to even attend to their own mental health. Mm-hmm. See someone if you need to. And in some instances, our, our, our sense of spirituality helps us because we've got spiritual traditions that allow us to uh, go through various practices, whether it's prayer, whatever the case may be, that allows you to have somebody that you lean on. But it's important for those people who carry others to know they too need somebody to carry them. When the center really refuses to hold Mandla and the, and the breadwinner, the leader, the support, the person who is everything to everybody has lost it all, how do we, we, how do we support that person? Um, first of all, I think uh, it would be important for the general family to understand that the role that the person is playing of leadership or being the, the moral center in some instances or being the breadwinner, it's a role that they, they are playing. First of all, it doesn't come natural. Nobody is born with those genes and extra Such genes. Such an interesting somebody point. Else. Such so an that, interesting point that you make because there is always the assumption that it's an obvious thing, Mos, you know. You're the eldest or whatever the case may be, you know, yeah. you, you do it because it's your job type thing. It, yes, yes. But but we have to understand that it doesn't, it, 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 it's, it's not natural. The, the person doesn't have a gene because they're the eldest. And we've seen <laughs> in many instances, we've seen many instances where the person who is the eldest doesn't actually take a responsibility. So yeah. It's someone somewhere in the middle. Sometimes it's the last one. Mm. Um, and, and so we should understand that whoever is carrying that is not doing so because they, they have the extra genes to do so, you know, so that it's easier for them. It's just that right now, they are right now, and the key phrase is right now, mm-hmm. they are the ones who are able to do it. And that may not be a permanent thing. They may not always be able to do it. So as much as we are depending on the person now, we must always be aware of the fact that it's possible at, at some point they may not be able to continue. Mm-hmm. Not because they don't have the finances. Sometimes they may no longer have the mental strength to mm. continue. Sometimes they may feel, you know what, I'm not living my life. And, and they decide that, you know, I'm going to live my life. Mm-hmm. So it may not always be the case. So those who are benefiting should prepare themselves for the day where this benefit no longer uh, exists. This is amazing. Because I want us to talk about someone who's realized, right, for, for various reasons. Maybe it is the pandemic that has given this family an opportunity. Um, when that person realizes that actually it's to my detriment to continue being the pillar for everybody else, I've been neglecting myself. How do we prepare that individual to suddenly break the news and to gradually allow everybody to understand I'm not going to be the go-to for everything. Please don't call me for everything. Please don't give me all your problems. Please do not lean on me for absolutely everything. Try fixing it first, and then maybe we can talk later. How do we prepare families with that transition? 
Well, it, it will have to be gradual. First of all, the person who is in that position will, will have to accept a few things about human nature. Mm-hmm. That is, people who def- depended on you for a lift, mm-hmm. a lift that yeah. they're not paying for, you yeah. just give them a lift. Yeah. The day you don't give them a lift, they will feel that you're being selfish. Yes. They, they may hold it against you. They may feel that all of a sudden you think you're better now because you work at SAFM, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And yet you worked at SAFM last year already, but they feel that now that you're not giving them a lift, because the whole SAFM thing has sunk in. Mm-hmm. So that you must understand that what people who used to benefit mm-hmm. from the things you do will not always see uh, the reasonable nature of you holding back certain things. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the instinctive reaction will be to try and keep the benefit. And, and sometimes we do so by attacking the person who's no longer giving us the benefit. So they must expect that that their choice to attend to themselves more than they did before will not necessarily be met with a positive response mm-hmm. for those who are now losing out on the benefit. So you must expect it. And it can be a risk? It can. Yeah. It can. And, and, and once you expect it, you know that you can get nasty words and they are going to be hurtful. The fact that you expect it does not mean it won't hurt. Mm-hmm. It will hurt, but at least you factored it in you know that it's going to happen and then and then people are going to say things and in some instances they even call family meetings to, to, to want to discuss what is it all of a sudden you're no longer giving so you've just met this woman that's the problem yes. you've just gotten married uh, <laughs> so, so they will have those meetings but you must yes. expect that there'll be some pushback yeah that's what you expect from and then you do it gradually mm. you, you do it gradually uh, gradually by 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 saying look um i'm not going to be able to to, to give you a lift um, on, in, in the mornings, you know, just organize a plan there. Mm. And then the person struggles around with the lift thing and then, then later on, it's, look, it's not going to work out. Or it, even in the afternoons, it'll probably be Monday and Thursday. Mm. It, it happens gradually so that people are learning to make a, an alternative plan. Because sometimes when we just drop it like that, people are left with no alternative plan. They don't have yeah. time to make alternative arrangements. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the whole thing then gets the label of selfishness. Mm-hmm. But if you do it gradually and they are forced to make a plan because you're not going to be around for the next three days, they make a plan. And then next week, you know, you tell them, look, I'll do it Monday, I'll just Tuesday and Thursday. Then the other days make a plan. As they learn to make a plan, you are weaning them off of the things they are dependent mm-hmm. on you for. Same applies with finances. You wean people off. You don't cut them off immediately because then it causes all kinds of animosity. A lot of things just, you know, go wrong. You wean them. You know that, fine, from, 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 from June, I'm not going to do this. And start gradually. Say, okay, fine, this, I can't afford that. And then you do the others, and then they learn to live without or make a plan. Mm-hmm. But as you wean them off, eventually you are able to cut off the last thing but they've kind of gotten used to the fact that you are you are giving less than you did before. Mm. Let's take um, a call from KGM on the road. Um, afternoon, KGM. Good afternoon. Femi Dumel. Dumel Legay. Good, thank you. Good afternoon to your guest and to my fellow listeners. C- can I can I put a spanner on the works Go and ahead. say this? I. I find the direct opposite of what your guest is saying to be working quite well for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no qualms whatsoever. I think it, it, it comes from this, when when you are born and when you are called to do or to be something mm-hmm. or to be someone, mm-hmm. there's that natural process of detoxation, for a lack of a better word, um, wherein people bring 
all of these things to you, all of these challenges, all of these problems, I think you suck them in. I, I understand your guest, I mean, where he's coming from, in as far as maybe when it's, it's at the level of a family. I mean, I, I came from that, that perspective. And, and you, you, as you graduate, you, you tend to also graduate in a sense of uh, the numbness, if I may put it that way. Um, not necessarily being numb, but, but the realism of it is that God gives you this ability that not everybody has. Remember, Timelo, a calling is not for us, it's for you. You are the one who's called. Therefore, you are the one who's given this ability, not power, this ability to be able to do things that somebody looks at you and say, I wonder how does Pimola do this? So, so my, my parting shot, as much as there is this other side that your, your guest is talking about, there's, there's, there's my side too, where I, I, I would really, really be comfortable with anybody bringing whatever the type of a problem I would never complain that there are so many people wanting this from me. Sometimes I, I go empty-handed, like I have nothing because I've given all. But I know that in me, there's that thing that God says, give away, open your hands so that I can give you more and I can get you to direct it to the right people. Because I, I'm not the wealthy. I'm not the rich. I, I'm not the richness even but I'm just the manager of God's wealth. And, and for me, from that perspective, I don't mind. Really, the heart is not mine. It belongs to him. I'm just a tool. Somebody has to do it, and that somebody is me. That's how I so, take it. So and I've got no problems with it. Do you, do you recognize the fact that not everybody sees it that way in the sense that you are um, are really embracing of, of whatever position, as you said, you know, and, and, and abilities that you have. And yet there are people who feel overwhelmed um, and not necessarily because they don't want to. But after some time, their well runs dry. And it's those that we are trying to assist. Absolutely. Like I said, I confessed right in the beginning. I said I came from that position. Mm. But what I'm trying to share is you, you, some remain in that position mm. for, for a very long time. Mm -hmm. But some graduate, I've seen myself graduate from that position and I look at myself and be like, but a few years ago I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. But now I'm, I'm doing it. I just okay. wanted to bring so, that part so, as well. So maybe then assist those who are where you were a few years ago in, in explaining how you got to where you are now. In, in, in being able to carry and continue to carry and not weather my, my ability uh, i think came from from interceding most of the time mm -hmm. uh, instead of going to to cry to somebody who might take what i'm giving to them mm -hmm. uh, and use it against me as an example I, I i interceded a lot i i decided well i'm a bushman we we do things differently i would go to the belly of the earth which is which is the cave for, for in our case where i would just go and, and be with, with my, my own natural surrounding and say, I am caring so much. I don't even know from here where am I going to go, where to from here. And I tell you, after that intercession, maybe it's for a day or two, whatever the period, I, I come with solutions, with answers, with ways 
that I never even imagined I could have the ability to bring. Mm. It's different. Mm-hmm. It's for me. I don't, I'm not saying it's going to work for everybody, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but for me, this is how it works out. Mm-hmm. Great. Mantla, your you response to that. Thank you so much, KGM. Mantla? Thank you very much. No, I think KGM is making a very good point. Mm-hmm. And that point is that uh, some people thrive with leadership. Mm-hmm. They do. Mm-hmm. Um, for some people, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great thing uh, in the sense that they, they seem to do very well in it. And, and one of the things that he raises, which is very important, which I'd mentioned before, is that for him, part of his transition was going to the cave and belly of the earth and so on and so forth and, and probably meditating and doing whatever he was doing there. And that's part of the spiritual disciplines I was saying you kind of need when you are there because mm-hmm. you may not, we don't always have somebody who's going to carry us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, as with the case with, with KGM, our spiritual disciplines help us in that. Yes. Uh, for, for him, it may have been the cave. For somebody else, it may be okay. prayer, you yeah. know, and so on and so forth. So, so, so it's, 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 and, and, and I'd want the person who's probably listening at home was thinking, yo, hey, this man is thriving in this thing, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, I'm not handling yeah. it. We are different in life. Yeah. Some will thrive and some will enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And, and for some, they'll be in their element doing it. But for some other people, for some, for some people who, who are holding the family together, it is a role that was imposed on them. Uh, it is not something they wanted to do. Yes. Uh, for for some people, it is it is it is a role that they may have embraced, but can no longer carry. Um, so so we have different experiences in life, and I'm happy that we do have people like EGM who are thriving in the leadership yes. roles and yeah. they're able to hold the family together mm. and they're enjoying it. Let's go to some voice notes that are coming through. This is Sebi. So in Maryland, you know, I sometimes disagree with KGM, but I think on this one, he's spot on. I was in the same position and I think to a certain degree, I'm still am, even though I'm out of the country. Um, I guess in the family, there are individuals who are being called to serve a purpose. And each and every individual has that responsibility to serve that calling. And when the time is has arrived for you to move ahead, a new person comes in. And that's what is happening in my family. My brother has assumed that position, that calling, and he is doing excellently well there. So I, I, I think I would agree with... with um, An empty cup cannot give. Good afternoon, uh, SA family. Yeah, thanks to the speaker. You know, the frustration is one. With me, I just lost my job, I think, a year ago. I was a breadwinner. I was helping my family at large, including extended family. As soon as I lost my job, I'm telling you, they ran away, all of them. All of them, they ran away. Uh, element of disrespect started to arise. Yeah, it was tough. And uh, now I'm still trying to find my way back. It's difficult, but uh, I'll get there. Yeah, it's not easy. And I agree with the speaker there. Thank you. Sure. Manda, I guess for me, this was for somebody like him. This, this conversation was talking to him. Your response to him? Um, the, my, my response is one of the things we don't usually expect when we play the role of leader and breadwinner. Mm. 
is we, we and, and the breadwinner in the family may, may sometimes not just be your immediate family as in your, your, your mm-hmm. spouse and children. Mm-hmm. It may even extend to other people. Mm. Um, and, 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 and we don't always uh, understand that the fact that you are able to provide for and assist others, even financially in their time of need, does not always mean that they will be there to do the same for you in your time of need. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of the disappointments of mm-hmm. when things happen, uh, like when you lose your job and you're no longer the breadwinner. And in the back of your mind, you kind of expect yes. the people you came through for to, to come you. through for you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then you discover that, no, not necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's what he's experiencing now. And, 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 and we, can, we, can, we, can then, we can then walk out of that situation either deciding I'm never doing it again mm. or accepting that what I do for others, it is not because I am buying a payback later. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm investing in a favor mm. that I'm going to come and mm. collect later. Mm. It's something that I'm doing because I'm able to do and, and, and I would like to help. No expectations. No expectations. And that's a difficult part of leadership, mm-hmm. uh, to be able to help without expecting that when you're in a sticky situation, those same people will do so. It's great when they do, but it's important that we prepare ourselves for the times when they don't. And I think one of the most hurtful things about people who are in his situation is the, is the disappointment that comes with saying, but where were they? And you begin to think of all the things you did for them. Yeah. And, and you look at the little that they could have done for you that they're not mm. doing or refusing to do. Mm. And, and, and that's the part that has. It's, it's that single I'm, parent that brings up a child single-handedly, um, takes them to great schools and, and falls on hard times and the child goes off in their fancy life and never remembers home. And it hurts. It hurts because of everything that you put in. Mm. And I'd like to say to, to, to the gentleman who, has, who, who, who sent the voice note that one of the things we've seen in life is that uh, these circumstances, they, they come and they go. They're not eternal. But one, when you are in it, it feels like forever. But this too will pass. Mm. Um, I, I like what one of the uh, listeners said on one of the voice notes, uh, which is very true that when, when, when you lose a, a breadwinner or a leader or somebody who carries the family now during the COVID, generally somebody else steps up yeah, and fills the void. Yeah. And that's true. Yeah. And that's true. That's what happens. Let's when take... the parents go, one of the siblings picks up and then yeah. runs with it. Yeah. Um, so, so that's the beauty of it, yeah. that even if, if there's a breadwinner somewhere lying in bed wondering what's going to happen after I die. Someone will I, step up. Someone will step. Someone yeah. always steps yeah. up. Someone, it may be the person you don't expect you know, yes, right now, yeah. but somebody always steps up and fills the void. They do it slightly differently, but somebody steps up. Let's take a quick break and go to the headlines at 2.30 with Utila Saka. We'll be back with more after this. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. This is such a wonderful discussion i'm really enjoying it as a firstborn son i had to step in when we lost our father and for 25 years i led the family until my mom passed on it was honor it was difficult but without the support of friends i would not have been able to cope thank you so much this is roy pele johannesburg uh pamelo it's it's tough 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 uh there's no other way to sugarcoat it 
COVID-19 has brought about a lot of misery and hardships in many of us. If you want to see it, come to Alex. Just walk in the streets of the townships here in South Africa, in Alex, in Tembisa and everywhere else. You will see people being destroyed, not knowing where the next meal will come from. Come see them on a Friday night. They just drink their lives away. They just hopelessness. There's there's no hope, Melo. The majority are really, really finding it tough because the economic trajectory has changed and most of the people are not uh, IT savvy. So it's very difficult to find employment and to navigate their way through. So it is tough. Pirin Alexia. Mm, I definitely get that, Piri. Thank you for that. Mantla, your response to, to these two voice notes? Mantla, are you still um, there? Yeah? Yes, yes, I'm still there. Thank you very much. Mm. Um, it, 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 I'm, I'm happy that the, I think the first caller mm. uh, picked up the responsibility after the father died and, and ran with it mm. and um, was able to lead the family for about 25 years. Mm. And until the mother died. And he mentions a very important point that I, I, I we cannot overemphasize. He says without his friends, he would not have been able mm. to do it. In other words, we're now talking about somebody who had people to carry him. Mm-hmm. And this is why the networks I spoke about earlier on are very important. You need your friends. You need people around you who can, who can, to whom you are not a breadwinner. Mm-hmm. So, so if, 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 you, if your friends, if your friends are being financed by you, mm. those are not the people you need. You, you, you need people who you are not caring, you know, mm-hmm. people who are just peers, people who don't need anything from you other than just to spend some time with you and so on. So I'm, I'm happy that he had it. And for those people who are breadwinners, do not underestimate the value of those networks. Mm-hmm. They are great for your own mental health. They contribute in ways that may not be tangible, but very valuable to your own mental health. You are able to go and be with them and recharge. They can give you ideas. Mm-hmm. They can spur you on. So I'm, I'm happy that he had that. Mm-hmm. And, and secondly, is the question of uh, the second voice note spoke to the impact of COVID and, and how people have lost um, the, the focus, lost hope, especially for us men. And I'd like to even venture on and say beyond that and say for those of us who come from, from communities and religious persuasions where the man is the head of the home mm. and that headship is attached to providing, mm-hmm. that you are the provider. The problem with that is once we are no longer able to provide, we don't know what our role mm. is in the family mm. because it's always been primarily defined as that of being a provider. Mm. When you are no longer providing, you don't know what your role is. Mm. And that's what throws us off. Mm. We, we end up unable to be partners to our spouses. To connect are, to, connect we, to the family. You haven't yes. had a moment to, to connect with them because you're either so busy working, you're away, you you know, you come back late, you you know, you're tired and you hardly have time to connect with them and it becomes very difficult when you're suddenly here and nobody knows what to say to you. You don't know what to do, you don't know how to be a parent. Yeah. And it's not and someone may look and say, but it's easy, you do everything else you used to do well. Sometimes when you are the one who's the breadwinner, there are a lot of things that, that you don't get to do because we're looking at you primarily bringing mm. in the finances. Mm, mm. And we kind of understand that you're tired. And so there are a lot of things that you just end up not doing. Mm, mm. Uh, and you end up not acquiring the skill or mm. the relationship mm. with the people around you to be able to connect when you are not, a, when you are not contributing. Mm. So now that you can't buy people stuff, you can't pay for stuff. And sometimes 
even uh, depending on how you, what your spouse's perspective is, is on your role as a breadwinner. Sometimes they see you as less of a man because you, you're, not, mm. you're not bringing in money. Mm. And that changes that dynamic between the two of you. Mm. And, and you feel like, man, I'm a non-entity here. Mm. Um, so, so a lot of people have experienced that and they now have to redefine their relationships, who they are in this relationship in the absence of money. And, and one of the things I'd like to say to those men, uh, particularly it happens when it, this affects men, is that the idea of being a husband and a father, the concept, um, existed before money was there. Mm-hmm. So in other words, the concept itself is not, that the, the role of husband and father is not dependent on money. Mm-hmm. There, there, there are people who've been raised in families where the father was a good breadwinner, but they will say, I have no relationship with my father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which means that there is something that they wanted and needed mm-hmm. that was not financial, that the father did not provide. Yeah. You now have an opportunity to do that to spend time, talk yeah. with the people, do stuff, play with them, yeah. uh, just be there to discuss. And, and one of the roles, of one of the functions of leadership we sometimes overlook is that even though you may not be the breadwinner, you, you may still have the role to facilitate, to initiate discussions. Now that we are, uh, my salary down, we only have your income, what do we do? Mm. What has to change? To initiate that discussion, especially since you are the one who's lost the income, it takes a lot of courage to say, now mm. that I've, I've lost my job, yeah. what do we do? Yeah. What do we need to cut back on? Mm. And to facilitate that discussion is a function of leadership. Manda, it's wonderful talking to you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Manda Lupondwana, who's a speaker and a director of Together Forever. And thank you for also your contribution as well. Thank you, Pamela.